Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Coast to Coasties podcast. I'm excited to talk about today's topic because it's the foundation for all other discussions that we're going to have. Because you can't choose what you want to do and what you want to make your Coast Guard career out of if you're not in the Coast Guard. So today, we're going to walk through the process of enlisting into the Coast Guard. Now, for those that want to go the OCS route or do the Coast Guard Academy by going to school for four years, I'll make other episodes covering those topics. But for today's purposes, this is the standard traditional way of enlisting into the Coast Guard via the enlistment ranks where you're going to go through boot camp be assigned to a unit, and start your career in the United States Coast Guard. So without further ado, let's begin. Now, the first step that I would do when deciding if I want to enlist in the Coast Guard is go to the website gocoastguard.com and read and research what the Coast Guard's mission is, what are some jobs within the Coast Guard, do they interest me, And I would ask myself, why am I joining the Coast Guard? What is my reasoning for wanting to join the Coast Guard and make a career out of it? Because this isn't going to be a job that you can walk in, sign up, say, oh, you know what, it's not for me, and then decide to leave. You're making at least a four-year commitment. Even on the new two-year enlistment contracts, there's reservist time commitment afterwards. So... When you're applying to this job, you're keeping in mind that this isn't going to be a job that you can just walk out of and decide to leave if you don't like it. That's why it's important to do the research before you sign those papers at the recruiter's office. But before we even get to the recruiter's office, we're going to start out with where do you go from step one where you may have heard from an online advertisement or a friend who's in the Coast Guard, a family member, someone you know in your community who was previously in the Coast Guard telling you how great of a career it was for them. And it was for them, and that's their opinion on it. So when you hear this, you get to make your own opinion of, will this be a great career for me? And GoCoastGuard.com is the place where you get a good idea for what the rates are in the really base facts of what they do. They put, I think, a little one-minute intro video as to what each rate is. It's not very clear, though. That's why I'm making a podcast series of in-depth rate discussions so that you can better decide for yourself. And you can use this whole podcast form to decide whether, yes, this sounds like a great career for me. So let's say that you've listened to a few of my podcasts and you've gone to the gocoastchart.com You've also looked at the Reddit page, the other forums, you've done your research, and you have decided, yes, I'm going to join the United States Coast Guard. This is what I want to do. You read through everything. You decided on your reasonings that this is for me. So your first step is going to be finding a recruiter. Now, when finding a recruiter, sometimes it's easier for people if you live in a coastal city, there's definitely going to be a recruiter's office somewhere within driving distance for you. But take, for instance, you live in Wyoming or you live in Nevada. These inland states don't necessarily always have recruiter's offices, so you won't be able to drive to the recruiter's office and have discussions with them that easily. So what you'll probably want to do is figure out who is your closest recruiter and give them a phone call 
Now, when you call them up, introduce yourself and say, I'm interested in signing up to join the United States Coast Guard. And the recruiters can be very happy to talk to you. The recruiters love talking to new prospective recruits about the great career you can have in the Coast Guard. I mean, recruiters' jobs are to get you into the Coast Guard. So, of course, they're going to be very excited to talk to you and tell you why the Coast Guard is going to be a good career. But, of course, recruiters are trying to get their numbers and have you be recruited by them. So what you have to do is decide ahead of time that, yes, this is what I want to do. You don't need to sell me on it. I'm fully committed to join the Coast Guard. And it makes everyone's job a lot easier because then the recruiters just work you through the paperwork process and you're on your ways to boot camp. Now, when we're talking about going through the process of paperwork, there's a few documents you need to sign just like any job, your tax forms, and you're also signing beneficiary forms and... You know, just a a whole bunch of paperwork stuff that you do for any commercial job anyway. So the first step is not a heavy process. But what's different is after you first meet with your recruiter or you've called your recruiter, depending on where you are, um, you're going to end up going to the MEPS Center for your regional location. So what MEPS is is a military entry processing facility. That's what MEP, military entry processing. And it's a complete comprehensive medical screening test. It's where you also take your ASVAB exam. The ASVAB exam is a test to see what jobs you qualify for in the military. You have to hit certain scores for certain ASVAB rates in order to qualify for specific jobs. And those scores vary depending on whether you join the Army the Marine Corps, the Coast Guard, the Air Force, the Navy, all the scores are different. And when you're doing this sign-up with the ASVAB, it's important to take your time on the test, make sure you do plenty of studying beforehand, and be ready to go into it. Because the last thing you want is to decide, this is the job I want to do, and then not get the ASVAB score and not be able to do it. Now, recently, the Coast Guard has provided waivers for up to 10 points on those ASVAB scores. But the thing is about that is you want to make sure that you hit your totals anyway so not have to deal with the waiver process. So it's important to study, and especially in those fields that your rate wants you to hit specific numbers on. And those numbers can be found online and you will know, hey, I need to get this certain number of an ASVAB score in order to qualify to be an electrician's mate, if that's what you want to be. So once you've done the medical processing and your ASVAB, you will meet with the recruiters again, or if you're away, you're probably not going to be meeting with the recruiter every time, but you're going to meet sometimes with the recruiters or via phone call you'll talk to them and then what you're going to end up doing afterwards is swearing in to the United States military you'll take the oath uh, enlisted oath of swearing in and from then on that day you'll also sign your official papers that you are now a member of the United States Coast Guard now when meeting with the recruiter I want to give some tips and advice Because once you sign those papers, you're locked into whatever deal you signed up and guaranteed to. So what you're going to want to tell the recruiters are 
is there an enlistment bonus based on my education? So if you have an associate's degree, I think right now it's $5,000 bonus. If you have a bachelor's degree, it's a $10,000 bonus for joining the Coast Guard. Now, remember, 25% of that bonus is going to be taxed, but that's still $7,500 for the $10,000 bonus. It's really good. And then you're also going to want to ask, is there a possibility of me getting a guaranteed district? Now, a lot of people would want a guaranteed district because let's say I'm from South Carolina and I want to come back home after boot camp. This is not a good strategy because South Carolina is part of the District 7, the whole region that sometimes District 7 can't even be guaranteed because that whole Florida district here, which is very popular, gets stationed in. But beyond that fact, you're thinking you're going to come home to South Carolina when in reality you're probably not going to stay to South Carolina. They're going to probably intentionally station you away from being able to go home because they're trying to transition you into being a Coast Guard military member, transitioning you out of your civilian life and coming back home to your home life very much makes that transition process a lot more difficult than would be if you were stationed somewhere away from your hometown. So I went into a guaranteed district based on trying to get back home because likely they'll put you in Georgia or Florida in that case. And like I said, District 7 is not a guaranteed district, but for instance, if it was, so you want to get stationed back in Oregon, if you're from Oregon, and you know there's a Coast Guard station in Portland, so you hit District 13, but they put you in Seattle. They're still guaranteed District 13, but you know we're near Portland, Oregon. So how I would do the guaranteed district is I would do it to guarantee myself a specific region. So it guarantees that I won't go places that I don't want to go. So if I have a, a passion to stay in warmer weather areas, I would pick a guaranteed district where yeah, I can get warmer weather. I would then guarantee that out of boot camp, there's no way I'm getting stationed in Alaska, which is a very important thing to stay away from if you don't like the cold weather. Obviously, Alaska is one of the coldest areas in the country. Um, Midwest is pretty cold too, but anyways, I digress. If you have a specific place in mind that you were looking at for guaranteed districts, you can look up a district map of the United States Coast Guard online. But I'll give you some rough areas of where each district is. So District 1 would cover all the way from Maine down to New York City. So roughly the whole New England area would be District 1. District 5 would cover south of that New York City region, so around the start of northern New Jersey, down to North Carolina, all the way down the North Carolina coast. And then... District 7 would be South Carolina, down to Florida's coast. District 8 covers the majority of the Midwest along the river system. So there are Coast Guard stations along the Mississippi River and the whole Gulf region. So you got Texas, Louisiana, that's all District 8. District 9 is the Midwest upper states on the Great Lakes, such as Michigan, Ohio, Wisconsin, all those states that cover the Great Lakes region are District 9. District 11 would be 
California in its entirety. That's District 11. District 13 would be the Pacific Northwest. So you got Oregon and Washington. We have District 14, which is Hawaii. And we have District 17, which is Alaska. Now, there's some other Oconus areas, such as Puerto Rico and Guam. And those will be special districts as well to look into if you want to travel overseas to somewhere like a tropical island or such. Next, what you're going to want to do is see, is there any other benefits I can get from joining the Coast Guard? And so you have your bonus. You have your guaranteed district. Some people actually get additional bonuses. I'm not aware of every single bonus you can get. However, the recruiters will know what bonuses you can get. You should try to exploit every single bonus and advantage you can get, such as there may be a way to guarantee when you graduate boot camp, you're getting paid as an Echo 3 instead of an Echo 2, which is a small pay difference, but $100 a month is $100 a month pay difference. And we're going to talk about in a future video how to maximize your pay and that hundred dollars a month can come in huge after coming out of boot camp so what you're going to want to do is get all these benefits that you can upon enlisting and right now because the coast guard needs so many new recruits they can't find enough recruits because we're coming out of covid restrictions and it's it was bottlenecked at Cape May for a while so that the recruitment classes were smaller due to the coronavirus. So now the fleet, due to all the retirements happening and the lack of new people coming in to replace them because of the bottleneck, is facing an issue with having to try to promote themselves more and more to get these people to join the Coast Guard. So they're offering bonuses now to be able to get as many people as possible to come back in. This is another reason why it's such a great time to get into the Coast Guard as well, because for years, in up to just a few years ago, in recency, there is a wait list to even put your name on the list to get into the Coast Guard. Most schools had years of waiting, being a non-rate, and now there's a lot of programs that you can go directly from boot camp to your specialized A school right into a rate because they're so desperate for people in those rates now that historic short times in terms of the transition from boot to A school. And there's more rates than ever right now. They're having waivers waived for the four-month wait to be a non-rate. And you can go directly into a rate, which is just unheard of in the Coast Guard until these recent times. So it's a really good time to join and have shorter wait times to be able to get rated and rank up in the Coast Guard as well. So once you go through all these bonuses and benefits, you're likely going to do a delayed entry where you swear in that day at MEPS, but you're not leaving for about a month. And when you don't leave for that month, that's basically your time to get all your finances in order, get everything ready and situated, because as soon as you head off to boot camp, you're in the Coast Guard and the ground's going to be running from then on outwards in your career. I haven't seen a day where some new wrench wasn't thrown and a new curveball wasn't thrown at me to give me a new challenge in the Coast Guard. So it's easier 
to take care of all those last minute things you get to wrap up back home before you leave for training center Cape May. And I'm going to dedicate a separate podcast to talking about how to get through boot camp itself. There's plenty of YouTube videos on this as well, but I'll give you some tips and tricks from being inside Cape May on how to work around the life of boot camp from day to day life. Now, the important thing is that you go and get ready for it with a mental clarity and mindset. Know that it's going to be a challenge. But, you know, the recruiters, they're very helpful at preparing you for your next chapter of your journey. And before you end up going to boot camp, the last thing you're probably going to do is take a physical fitness test with your recruiters. So they'll have you go run around the track, do some push-ups and sit-ups to see if you are physically fit enough to attend boot camp. You pass that test, then you'll end up going back to MEPS the night before you officially leave for Training Center Cape May. And everyone from around the country that has applied to join the Coast Guard will end up going to Training Center Cape May on their various planes and flights. So MEPS will give you your documents that day do last-minute paperwork with you. You'll take all your documents. They'll put them in a folder. They'll take you to a bus to the airport. And once you're at the airport, you'll have your backpack and you're ready to go off to boot camp. So that's the gist of the process for how to apply to the Coast Guard via using the recruiter's offices. And it is truly a nice process to be able to pick your recruiter's brain because recruiters love talking about their experience and what they've done in the Coast Guard. You probably have several recruiters at the office that have several different rates. So you may have a storekeeper, an MST, and a machinery technician all in the recruiter's offices together. So I would encourage you to pick each one of their brains, talk in depth with them about their rates, what they like and don't like about it because... A lot of people, when they join the Coast Guard, don't have a lot of Coast Guard contacts yet to talk about these various jobs and rates. And so it's important to take as many of those conversations and advantage of those as possible to better decide for your future. But in the next video, we're going to be covering about boot camp. So stay tuned, and I hope to hear you back again next time on the Coast to Coasties podcast. (laughs) 